in reference to the podcast here. I'm Amanda. I'm Heather. And it's True Crime episode. Tell me about a good murder. Ooh. Fun fact. It's not a murder. It's not a murder. Is it murders? It's not. No one dies. Is it a mystery? Sort of. And, are you ready for this? The biggest shock of all. My source is not Wikipedia. It's not? Is it CNN? No, it's Dateline. That's close enough. Mm, Not really. I did look at a CNN article, but did not pull any knowledge from it. Uh, But Nancy Grace did cover this immensely when it happened. Let's start off and talk about Quinn and Reed Gray. They were a married couple for almost nine years at the time of Quinn's abduction. And they have two daughters. At the time of her abduction, they were talking about having a third daughter. Or, well, let me rephrase that. A third child. Because they can't predict daughters. Because, like, if you have two girls, stop. Yeah, but if they really wanted a boy, they were probably going to have another girl. Props. So, basically, Reed Gray got a call from his wife stating that she had been abducted. I put these way backwards. (laughs) Okay, so at 5 p.m. on... Friday, September 4th, 2009, which was Labor Day weekend, Quinn called Reed and told him she had been kidnapped. Reed then called 911, stating his wife had been kidnapped. Quinn had told him, if you call the police, they'll shoot me dead. But he still fucking called the police. They deployed a SWAT team to the Gray's home, which, P.S., was a $4 million home, and their mortgage payment was $25,000 a month. Yeah. What did he do for a living? He was in the healthcare business. So Sign me up. For real. Um, so the, the SWAT team entered the house, which was empty. Um, they said that there was a photo album on the couch that was open to a picture of Quinn on their wedding day, um, where she looked very happy, as Dateline said. Uh, there was well, a... I would hope so. I mean, yeah, like, right? Although, I probably won't look happy on my wedding day. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, fuck me, what am I doing? <laughs> sorry to your boyfriend. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Hashtag sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a ransom note on the dining room table. It said, in Quinn's handwriting, supposedly, Dear Reed, I need you to read this and be calm. Reed, do not be a hero. P.S. The whole time I was doing this, all I could think of was Spencer Reed. So... That would do a opposite of what the note says. Yeah, and so did this guy. So it was like, so it said, "Read, do not be a hero." This is a professional. The, I think it's supposed to say they are professionals, but anyway, I typed, "This is professional," and there are three men holding me right now, and they want fifty thousand dollars cash. I will be okay if you just get them the money. I feel like if your house payment is twenty five thousand a month, you can manage fifty thousand. Keep that in mind. Um, there was more to the ransom note, to be honest, but that's all Dateline highlighted, so. And I looked for pictures of it to read it myself, but couldn't find it, so. We're just going with what Dateline said. Uh, once at the sheriff's office, because that's where Reed went after calling 911. Um. Why didn't he just go there in the first place instead of calling? Well, because it was probably quicker to call. Could have called on his way there. Well, maybe he did. It didn't say when he called. Just that he called. Okay, stop criticizing my man. 
He's not my man. Your feet just kick on. Yes. Listen, it's cold in Pennsylvania. I can't help it. I was just wondering why it's static here all of a sudden. No. Yeah. Um, so once at the sheriff's office, Reed revealed that Quinn said she was held at gunpoint by three Albanian men, and that it was about money he owned, he owed to a loan shark. But, Reed swore he didn't borrow money. He had made a- <laughs> Sorry. My notes say he had made a fuck ton of money himself that year, so he would have no reason to borrow it. Not a direct- How I just bit my tongue. <laughs> Not a direct quote. Not a direct quote. While with investigators, Reed got a call from Quinn stating that he would get a call from the kidnapper soon. Like, why waste the call? Uh, and then 45 minutes later, Quinn called back and investigators were recording the call. Quinn told Reed that he needed to just get in the car and go drop the money off at Butler Boulevard. Which, I would just like to point out... My assumption is that Butler Boulevard is a pretty big road, so, like, Word. where the fuck at on Butler Boulevard? Um, 30 minutes later, she called again and said go to Chick-fil-A. Why? Um, so the cops sent undercover cops, but before he could leave and go take money to her, she called again and said they spotted the undercover cops so they couldn't meet. Quinn's mother, Gail, then comes to town and starts to work with police to find Quinn. I thought you raised your hand. Um, police had her mother text Quinn, and then later that day she received a text back that said she would be the one... Excuse me. She said that she should be the one that brings the money and Reed and police shouldn't be involved because Reed fucked up. Again, not a direct quote. Gail takes the money to a location and police track the money as a group of males pick it up and start driving away. Oh, P.S. before this, I already told you this part when I was watching Dateline earlier. Um, they were tracking Quinn's phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to track a phone, you need a search warrant. And um, somebody had one job of typing the phone number correctly on this search warrant and didn't. So they were tracking the wrong phone for an entire day and following that as a lead. Well, like they, really, they didn't find it? Like, it didn't stop at all during the day for them to, like... I don't know. In? Yeah, I don't know when, how long... It just said that they spent the entire Saturday tracking it. This happened on a Friday, P.S. Um, so... Okay, so Gail takes the money to this location. Police track the money. As a group of men pick it up and start driving away. And police are like, hell yeah, we got him. Banging. Again. Not a direct quote. Not a direct quote. Um, I mean, that I know of. I wasn't there, so. They might have said that, and they're like, we can't put that on the news. Yeah, people would think we're crazy. Um, so police follow them, but then Quinn calls her mom and is like, where the money at, bitch? I should not. I should have just went to bed. We should not have recorded. Because, <laughs> again, not a direct quote. Uh, and Gail's just, like... Just assume anything you hear the rest of the time is not a direct yeah, quote. <laughs> unless I say quote, unquote. Uh, and Gail's like, I dropped it off. And she, Quinn was like, it's not here. So police followed the people who picked the money up. 
and then found that they were German exchange students who had nothing to do with the kidnapping. But when they saw the bag, they're like, ha ha ha, I bet there's money in there. And when they found out there was money in it, they were like, we're gonna take this. Hell yeah. I'm just gonna say, if I found 10,000. Like that episode of Hey Arnold. Yeah. If I found $10,000 laying in a bag, I would probably turn it into police, but I'd have to think about it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so anyway, big old F on that project, because it didn't work out. So, the well, kidnapping- they didn't lose the $50,000. It was only 10000 too. Oh. They, so, the kidnapper was like, I need fifty k. don't put a tracking device in it, don't send cops. So they put ten k in there, a tracking device, and sent the cops. <laughs> So let's do the complete opposite of what they asked. Yeah, basically. So then the kidnapper was pissed and communicated with Gail about the fact that the drop went wrong. And while talking, a gunshot was heard, and then the kidnapper wouldn't let Gail speak to Quinn. Um, and then later on, Quinn told her mother that she didn't have access to her phone. So I don't know how that happened, because she was texting her mother. And was like, tell Reed to check his email. So, Reed checks his email. There's a photo of Quinn taken that was sent to him where she looks very distraught. The cops... Well, yeah, she was kidnapped. Yeah. The cops used the GPS coordinates attached to the photo because all photos have GPS coordinates attached to them to find out where she was. And they're like, got it. Bet you not. She wasn't there. She peaced out. Um, so, another false, not false, another poor, not poor, I mean, it was smart, but another failed attempt. So, this was on Sunday. On Monday, Quinn called her mother and was completely incoherent when speaking, so obviously the gunshot that was heard either was fake, like, or wasn't directed at Quinn. Um, but anyway, Quinn just drugged her. <laughs> Quinn called. So after speaking to her mother, Quinn called nine one one, stating that she was the woman who had been kidnapped, and wasn't sure where she was, but she was free. She said she was dropped out of a white van and was near a restaurant. Um, and at one point, like the kidnappers had said, "Don't involve the police," and the police kept it off the media. And then all of a sudden, it got out on the media. So. This was before she was called 911 and said, I'm free. <sighs> so, police head to where Quinn told the 911 operator she she was. And while they're on their way there, Quinn says she had been tied up in a room. She tells them that she had been tied up in a room. And there was some other stuff that she said, but I didn't find it important. So then when she gets to the FBI or the police station, wherever it was... Um, her mom's there, and she runs to her mom's and hugs her, but then this interrogation room recording picks up, you guys almost got me killed. Like, nothing like, oh, I love you, I'm so happy to be alive. Like, way to go, mom, you almost got me murdered. Yeah, basically. Thanks. So then, police put her in the interview room, where she tells investigators that she doesn't think her husband wanted to save her. And it was because he made a lot of money and had a dark and sinister side to him that he didn't want to save her. 
And because her thing was, like, he makes so much money, he could have just got the 50k and gave it to them. But, like, didn't. But, like, why give them what they want? Well, that, and it was Labor Day weekend, so, like, I'm sorry, I'm not ruining my Labor Day weekend plans. (laughs) If your ass gets kidnapped over Labor Day and they're like, hey, Amanda, first of all, if somebody asks me for 50k, you're you're fucked. I'd be like, you know what, just kill me, (laughs) because nobody's gonna pay it. Um, Just get it over with. Yeah. I'll be annoying, they'll give me back. That's true. Um... So, both investigators and Gail, her mom, were suspicious of Reed because it was an easy way to get rid of his wife. And when Reed first went to the police and they interviewed him, the police found out that the couple had a rocky relationship and both had previously had affairs. Um, And, like, the police were like, oh, you have mud on your shoes. Where did you get that mud on your shoes? And he was like... There's nothing on my shoe, so obviously you guys have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. I mean, I couldn't see his shoes, but. But is there mud on your shoes, sir? Like, fair point if there wasn't mud on his shoes. Um, so. Um, on the first day that Quinn was home, she wasn't cooperating with investigators. And she wouldn't give them details, was making no sense, and was very annoyed. So then they release her, and then she comes back the next day, and she's, like, a totally different person. She said the kidnappers had brainwashed her in the last 72 hours into believing her husband caused this and that the kidnappers would kill her if she cooperated with police after being released. Um, but she said after sleeping, she realized her husband was trying to save her. But what I want to know is their house was so expensive. Shouldn't have had, like, state-of-the-art security that nobody could have gotten the fucking house in the first place. IDK, bro. I mean, I kind of know, but... That's her BFF, Jill. <laughs> yep. So Quinn said when she was changing in her bedroom, a guy came into her room and said he wasn't there for her, but for the 50k that her husband owned, owed a loan shark. The kidnapper restrained her and took her out of the house and then threw her into a van. The van drove around for hours, and once they stopped, she was taken into a warehouse slash mechanic shop. She wasn't too sure. And then he zip-tied her to a chair. Um, Smart. <laughs> okay. Well, you can get out of rope. You can get out of zip-ties, too. Watch YouTube videos, they Use tell you. more than one zip tie. Yeah, but you can still break them. If you put enough around, like, just keep going. Just, like, put four or five or six, like, a, in a little round. You gotta get them off. Unless you're the Hulk. Okay, you fucking creep. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, after being left in the chair for hours, the kidnapper let her lay down. P.S. This is all her account of what happened. Okay. Um, so the kidnapper let her lay down because he knew he had to let her lay down to go to sleep. I call bullshit. Um, he then lays down beside her and starts kissing on her neck. That was, that's, I believe, if I remember correctly, the direct way Dateline said it. You're like, that is a direct quote. I just wrote and started kissing her neck. Kissing Um, on her neck? I believe they say on her neck in the Dateline episode. Yeah. She said she knew they were going to have sex and that she wasn't going to resist him because she thought it would save her 
or give her a chance to live. She was asked to describe it by the investigator, like, what then happened, and she described it explicitly. Explicitly? Mm-hmm. And is quoted saying, direct, direct quote, quote, <laughs> quote, I acted like I enjoyed it, and I'm not going to lie, sometimes I did, end quote. So police are like, this is fucking weird. She said, after a night in the warehouse, he then moved them to a hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. That's not a direct quote, but I did type that out. It was in motel. Um, She said she was told he would kill her and her family if she didn't listen to him. Her interview lasted for six hours. At one point, Quinn said that her kidnapper went and bought them food and drinks, and this is a huge part because it was at a Publix, and she could identify the exact food that he got. So... The police go to the Publix and are like, pull up your surveillance video for this day. They do. They find the man. They release the video to the media and say, we need your help identifying him. Guess who calls them? The husband? No, the dude on his videotape. And he's like, he goes, um, I need to talk to police about me being involved on this videotape or something. I don't know what he actually said. So his name is Jasmine Osmanovich. Osmanovich? Osmanovich. I don't know. And he was the man who came to the police station. While being interrogated, Osma- I'm going to just say Osmanovich. Osmanovich. Um, just pick one. I'm going to, I don't know. Osmanovich said he didn't know Quinn, although Quinn said it was him. Eventually, he admitted to having met her in a club. And said that he was going to end up being the fall guy because she was rich and he wasn't. I thought you were going to say the father of her baby. <laughs> his interrogation lasted eight hours. So his interrogation lasted eight hours. He said that he could prove he was innocent, though. And when asked how, he said he had a tape recording of their whole time together. But he would... That's not creepy. But he wouldn't turn it over to police. So eventually, somehow, they got turned over to police. I skipped through that part. Probably a warrant. Mm- no, I think it said something about his girlfriend got a hold of them, gave them to his sister, who then gave them to his attorney, who then gave them to police. My friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Basically. Um, so the tapes were eventually turned over, and on that recording, it told a whole different story. So, the recording revealed that Quinn was in on the whole thing. Um, that bitch. <laughs> Wait, like, Quinn was the girl, right? Quinn was the girl that was kidnapped. (laughs) She, it also, like, he had a recording of them having sex in this veteran detective that's in, um, what's it, interrogated? Interviewed for Dateline is like, it even made me blush. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I saw them and I was thinking to myself, "Mm, okay then. After that, Quinn was arrested for extortion and pled not guilty. She was defiant after her arrest and claimed not to know Osmanovich. Osmanovich. Osmanovich, I think. Um, And Reed, being the sweetheart that he is, I'm assuming, because he's Spencer Reed. It's just my thought process. Stood by his wife, stating that he believed that she had really been kidnapped, and Gail believed it too, her mom. But she wasn't. No. However, Reed then asked, or then arranged for Quinn to take a lie detector test 
and then listened to the tape recordings and then asked for a divorce and was granted one on, in August of 2010. Well, I would hope so. In February 2011, Quinn pled no contest to extortion because she didn't want to drag her family through any more torture. Yeah. She was sentenced... <laughs> what did you mean to say and what did you write down? <laughs> I read she was sentenced to extortion. <laughs> she was sentenced to... Because of extortion? No, she was sentenced to probation. Oh. And had to pay back money towards the overtime the police spent looking for her, which was like, I think, $90,000 or something crazy. And if I was the husband, I'd be like, yeah, you go find your own fucking money. Well, he's divorced, so. <laughs> not, my, <laughs> not my problem. In my language, they say, sucks to suck. Um... Osmanovich also received probation and had to pay back overtime as well. Um, like, I think they jointly had to pay that 90k back. Quinn didn't... Okay, so Reed denied being... Or declined being interviewed by Dateline. So all of his stuff was, like, third-party like stuff. Like he said, he said, she said. Yeah. Um, Quinn also was not interviewed. Her mom was. But Quinn did send them a statement. And in this statement, she says she was abducted. She had no idea who Jasmine... Osmanovich was. Is it Jasmine or Yasmin? No, it's Jasmine. Oh, it is Jasmine? Yeah. And said that due to her mental health and recent alcoholic tendencies and the recovery that she had just gone through, he was able to manipulate her and brainwash her and all this other stuff. Now, I'm not saying that mental health didn't play... The mother also said... Which just makes me laugh because I've been diagnosed as being bipolar. Um, that because her daughter is bipolar and Jasmine breathed on her ear, that's why Quinn ended up having sex with her. Jesus. What, it like sent her into a manic episode? I guess. And like, I know that manic episodes and sex are very intertwined. But like... He breathed on her ear? <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you do? Like, you're in the, like fucking store and somebody's like excuse me ma'am and breathes on you and they're like oh my god fuck 